me right now is Glover Teixeira. He'll be fighting on January 19th at UFC Brooklyn versus Eon Kudalaba in New York City. What's going on, Glover? I'm good, man. Everything's great. Uh, camp is going great. Uh, good energy, you know. Start the 2019 at the 19 with a big victory. Of course. It seems like you have some good energy at the gym right now. It's busy. Oh, it's amazing, you know. Uh, the gym, I just moved it to a, a bigger place. And uh, the gym is crazy. It's crazy because I'm here right now. And uh, I can show you later some of the classes about to start. And it's, it's, it's massive. I, I'm so happy. Alright, before we get into your fight in Brooklyn, I wanted to talk about last weekend, UFC 232, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafsson for the light heavyweight title. You fought both of those guys. What were your, what were, what were your thoughts on how the fight played out? Uh, I think it was, um, was a good fight. I believe that Gustafsson was... Uh, was uh, was a little bit intimidating, you know. I uh, I don't know. He looked like he was he was afraid to let his hand go. He was like kind of like you know uh, looking for the distance with John Jones, and John Jones is doing his thing, uh, kicking and set up, uh, and he did try take him down. But John Jones was doing his thing. I think John Jones, um, believe it or not, uh, I. Gustavs is the one that looked like he had a ring rust in it, you know? If you notice in the first round, John Jones used a technique that he actually used against you. Did you notice that? The, when he grabbed the, the arm? arm? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult for him to do with Gustavs because of the height. Um, that actually works like uh, with a shorter guy. But yeah, you know, he tried. The technique's a good technique. He uh, hurt my shoulder in that first round. I was, um, and, and I wasn't expecting that. It was, uh, you know, my fault. But uh, yeah, that was a good technique that he used. Did the fight play out the way you thought it would? Did you think John Jones was going to go in there and dominate Gustafsson and finish him? Um. Yeah, I thought John Jones was going to win that fight. I, uh, you know, John Jones uh, have too much on his plate. Um, he's young still, you know, and I, I, I mean, thinking before the fight, I thought he was going to win, of course, but um, I, I, I don't know. If I, uh, I, I was expecting a great fight like the first one, you know. Uh, but not domination. You spent a lot of time down, you know, at American Top Team. Amanda Nunez is at American Top Team. What did you think about her performance versus Cyborg? Amazing. Amanda Nunez have like uh, that distance, right, man? He, uh, I mean, she used the the distance very good, like. Uh, the, the her arms are long, you know, and and she did a she did a very good job. She always do, and um, I mean, Chris Cyborg is one of the greatest female fighters of all the time, and and she just dominated her very good. Uh, that fight was tough to call because um, I knew Cyborg was gonna be coming in charging, and uh, and I'm and doing this. It was, I was gonna be the way, but uh, I bet my my friends. 
It's like we bet. I bet that there was going to be, uh, I say, I'm not going to bet who's going to win, but I'm going to bet it's going to be the first round because they both aggressive, they both uh, warriors, and I know they come to fight. You know? All right, well, you know, during UFC 232, there was a lot of controversy. USADA, John Jones, he had traces of the steroid in his system, and then they moved the venue to Los Angeles. With all of this happening, and you're watching this from Connecticut, does this damage the image of MMA to you? Do you think this damages the image? Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure, hurts the image a little bit. Uh, I mean, you know, it's always gonna be a doubt there from people. Uh, and they have the science, scientists, you know, saying, uh, but you know, it's always going to be the haters, John Jones haters, John Jones fans, is going to uh, prove him, and uh, someone's just going to be, but I don't know, man, I don't know what you think, I think, uh, you know, I go with, uh, with the scientists, I go with everybody, so, you know, we got to believe it that John Jones is like, uh, he did it before, he's probably still in his system. That's what they say, and uh, that's what I, I believe there, you know. For you, when you compete, and the other fighter, the fighter that you're competing against is on PEDs, does it matter to you? Because, you know, a lot of fighters, they don't care. They're just like, I just want to fight, I just want to compete. What about you? I don't care either, you know. Um, it's like, uh, I think it's a fight, it's a fight. Um, it could be, because I, I'll, I'll never take it. I'll never take it no matter what, you know. Um, I'll never take a, a BD because uh, it might help, you know. Maybe if I was younger, I would uh, think about if it was legal, I would think about something, but... Uh, as now that I never take anything in my life, and I don't, I don't even take ibuprofen, man. I'm so concerned about my, my health a different way, you know. A fight, fight goes on beyond that, you know. I mean, a life goes on beyond fighting, you know. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't take, but I, I don't care. Like Mike Tyson said a long time ago, uh, steroids don't help you chin, steroids don't help you skills. I don't know. That's the way I think. He called me whatever, you know, but I think like that. I say, no, yeah, I fight whatever. I fight. I fight whoever, anytime. Anytime. I don't care if he's got steroids to guts, you know. <laughs> now, you're supposed to fight last September in Brazil. You're supposed to headline versus Jimmy Manoa. You were pulled from that fight. You had a shoulder injury. Could you talk about how you got hurt and how was the recovery from that injury? Well, I got hurt in a fight with uh, Corey Anderson. Um, I thought it was something that could be, you know, I accept the fight too quickly. They called me like uh, the week after the fight. It was not even a week. It was only five days after the fight. And I thought it was something that, that it could be, you know, just some... Oh, I hurt my shoulder in the fight. It could be an easy thing because it wasn't hurting that much, but it was affecting my training a lot. And um, and then I pulled out, and I have to do a lot of physical therapy, and the physical therapy helps me a lot. And um, I'm feeling very good right now with that shoulder. Was I think the recovery the, quick? 
you know, it was not a quick recovery. You know, that's why I, I take this fight. It was a lot of work, man. I, I put everything on the physical therapy. I, I believe the physical therapy. I, I believe a lot in physical therapy. I think it works a lot, you know, because the way we train, we always spar, we're always wrestling, we always... So we forget about uh, rehab, stuff like that. So, um, so I believe in that. And, uh, I did it. I did it every day. Every day I was doing the, the shoulder exercise, and uh, it did help. It did help a lot. It wasn't easy, but uh, my shoulder is much better now. For your upcoming fight, how long have you been in training camp, and have you brought in any particular training partners to spar with you? Well, I have a couple of new guys that come, you know, training right now. Uh, but I have the same guys that train with me for a long time. I never leave them, you know. I went to America Top Team. I train a little bit with Steve Marco, King Mo, you know. Those are my boys. They've been always with me. And, uh, you know, man, uh, people always say you got to change what you do. But, like, things work for me for a long time. You know, and I do. I did, of course, a lot of changing. I went to Performance Institute in Las Vegas, the USC Performance Institute, and I'm doing the the follow up with uh, the conditioner trainer there, the strength conditioner trainer. He set me everything that I have to do in schedule, so I don't overtrain myself. And uh, I do a different uh, condition. I feeling I feeling much better with that. I gotta be. Training smarter right now, you know. I'm 39 years old, and I can't be going crazy and training like um, young boys no more. Definitely. Well, you debuted in the UFC in 2012, and like you said, you have to train smarter. How has your training evolved throughout your career since you are 39 years old? Oh, training, it's always, we always got to learn. We always got to evolve. We always got to follow the program, like, UFC have this uh, UFC Institute in Vegas that uh, I want to take advantage of there. I wanna, they have a very good professionals there. They have the best of the best there, you know, and uh, going there and learning all this stuff is it's amazing. It was like things that I was like, whoa, this is this is crazy. You know, the recovery things that I used to do that I didn't, some things that I used to do that I didn't think was very effective and the, and, and that's the, still doing and uh, make me happy because now I can it's, it's all in your mind I think something that you think like you know this is good you know like catching tennis ball moving, ten, moving around here and do this but that's what the professional the scientists doing it and uh, make, have you do something that uh, that already Clear your mind. You don't go home at night and think like, "Oh, am I? What? Uh, what I should I? What should I do? Should I do this or or should I change it this way?" You know, you have the best professional telling you what you do. It's uh, it's it's very good. Your upcoming opponent, Kudalaba. Can you compare him to any of your previous opponents, style wise? Mm -hmm. Uh, he's wild, right? Like he's just uh, he's like to you know he keep coming and uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Everybody have the unique style, you know. Uh, think uh, he's a young kid and uh, he's a uh, he's a wild kid. He come he come to fight. I like the style that he has. Uh, but he does um, he's not there yet. He's not there yet, man. 
he needs to come down, he needs to work on his technique, and uh, he's going to get beat up in January 19. Yeah, you said that he is wild, and that is definitely the truth. But he has some submissions. He has two submission wins. Uh, these submissions are omoplatas. Now, I wanted to ask you, since you are an expert, how difficult is it to tap somebody with an omoplata in an MMA fight? Um, everybody have the skills, whatever the skills that they train, and uh, he's good with omoplata. I mean, omoplata is... Uh, it's a very difficult move to get, but when you, you know, he probably, like, uh, trained there for so long and it come natural for him. And um, I just got to be careful with that, you know. I got to be careful with uh, with everything, not, not underestimating the, the, the fact that he knows that movement very well. And uh, But, uh, you know, I'm prepared for that. I don't think he's going to get me in there. No way. <laughs> You've been ranked as one of the best light heavyweights for a long, long time now. What do you prove by beating a young prospect like Kudalaba? You know, I, I need to to get myself in there. I had a bad fight, my last fight, and uh, I need to get myself in there and prove me. I need to get a good performance against Kudalaba, um, finish him, either knock him out or, or, or submit him, you know. This is the, my goal, is to finish the fight, you know, not let this fight go to decision and finish this fight. And um, I've been training my ass off for that. And, uh, you know, I need to prove that I'm in the top 10. I don't like to be, uh, you know, size I've been in UFC, I quickly moved to the top five in UFC. And, uh, of course, my goal is to be a champion. But uh, right now is the first time in my career that I'm out, you know, the top 10, and uh, that doesn't feel good. I don't like that. All right. I wanted to talk about your business, Texera MMA and Fitness. You opened in 2014. You're sitting there right now. Life as a business owner, coach, trainer, fighter. How do you wear so many hats at one time? Uh, we got to grind, man. You know, this is life. You know, we got to grind it. You know, uh, people, um, this is the way uh, I love to do this. I love to train young people. I love to, this is uh, my future. I wanna. I wanted to be in UFC as uh, long as I can. I wanted to fight as long as I can. But, you know, I'm 39 years old. I want to fight healthy. I want to, I want to fight healthy. I don't want to be fighting and I have something to do after. And right now my gym is doing great. I'm helping people lose weight. I'm helping people like uh, get their dream to be in UFC. I have a bunch of young guys that want to be in UFC. They want to be a champion of the world, you know, Bellator and uh, PFL. They want to be there and, uh, and I want to help them to conquer their dreams, uh, teach them what I know. That's the one thing that I know the most. And uh, and not just there, you know, you know, we're going like a different business. Soon we're going to know a different business coming out too. Uh, I'm going all over, man. You know, we got to embrace the hard work. We got to keep going. Got to be smart in camp. I have a good professionals teaching my classes. And... Hey man, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, this is this is great. In 2014, I opened a small gym, and now I open my uh, my bigger gym. You know, 
um, and we only go bigger from this. It seems like, do you talk to the younger fighters now coming up in your gym and tell them that you need to think further? Because you know a lot of fighters when they first start, they're only thinking about fighting. They don't think about nothing else. Do you kind of give them advice? Uh, I think, no. I think when you're young, you know, if you're 18, 17 years old, you know, 20, I think you need to focus on fighting. You need to focus on fighting, you need to get the goal, uh, save your money, of course. I tell them, don't be spending money like Conor McGregor, because unless you make the money that he does, you know, don't be like, uh, buy your house, do your investments, but I don't do like, um, no, I think they need to focus on fighting, fighting only, you know, so they don't have too much people, but you know. Uh, I guess when it comes to if your fighter start losing a fight, and I know uh, his skills or his injury, he start getting injuries, you know. Then I start talk with them about it, like, hey man, maybe it's time to stop planning something for the future, you know. Uh, so you gotta do, you know. You so it's hard to say, but you know. I, I do talk with the with the guys, of course. But a young fighter, they wanted to be dream. I told them, get the tunnel, get the tunnel, get the vision, and go for it. January nineteenth, UFC on ESPN plus plus one or ESPN plus. Um, Say hi, man! Look at that. Hey. <laughs> Hey, it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I, I love when I see, you know, fighters doing their businesses and uh, doing something for the future. It's uh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's going great. Right, it's over. going great. Thank you for so your time. I know you're about to go train. Thank you. Good luck on your fight. And uh, hopefully I'll speak to you soon again. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.